I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. could use this. I got it! <laughs> Luca three, and it's a four-point trip down the floor. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network, live from Twitter jail. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The clipped king, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, I thought you did your best work tonight on Twitter. You had your, I I think it was your best night on Twitter. Best tweets, most insightful things you've ever tweeted tonight from your personal account. I thought you just killed it on Twitter. Go follow me at Nick Van Exit. (laughs) (laughs) Nick uh, is suspended on Twitter, so... And we, I've, I've actually got a few tweets and stuff tonight asking if the story is going to be on the pod. So I think <laughs> we just need to set it up. Like, why did you get suspended besides you going after like Jared Dudley? <laughs> Jared Dudley, please let me host a podcast with you. Uh, uh, so all of, I mean, we're, I don't want to make this the main story, but all it was was I put po- a long time ago, like last, so like last summer or this past summer or whenever, I posted an Instagram video that Boban posted where there's some music playing in the background, and that music is copyrighted by Universal Music Group, which, if you followed my career, took down my first like viral video uh, when I did that parody of of uh, a Kanye song for, uh, you know, Lakers getting Ben Simmons back in the Ingram yeah. Ben Simmons draft <laughs> took down that video. And now you and you know, universal music group has taken down my Twitter for now. So anyway, I had multiple <laughs> strikes against me <laughs> as a social media manager. My life is very difficult right now. All right. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks one Oh nine to 99 loss to the LA Clippers. Lots of stuff to get into this game. I mean, we could, this could be, an hour and a half podcast, I think. There's so many things to debate, talk about, get into, uh, break down, like even just the end of that game. So what many complaining to, about in this game. So I mean, there's a lot of things to complain about too, right? Like I I agree. Like some people were saying, you guys better let us complain. Like, go ahead, complain. There's some stuff to complain about in this game. Uh Luka Doncic, though, we gotta start with him. He's the the A-list player. 16 assists. His passing was incredible tonight. Like the Mavericks don't get anywhere close to winning this game if Luca didn't have the incredible passing performance. And I think Harpin, Harpin, Followell even mentioned it, and maybe it was Skin. Um, in the second quarter, when Luca just started just passing out of his butt, like just everywhere, just all his passes were just keeping the Mavericks in the game. Like literally won, like literally won that quarter on his passing alone. And it started to give the Mavericks confidence. And when you have a guy like that, and it's different when they're a playmaker. It's different when they're a Luka, a LeBron, a Harden. You know, a guy like that that can pass you open, that can create shots for other people that are different than, you know, what the Clippers guys can kind of do, right? And it's just different kind of team, but it's different what the Clippers guys can do, the Celtics guys can do, just different stuff like that. But when you have a playmaker like that, you can give confidence to your team off of a pass, which was incredible. And that's what he did. And so the second quarter, I mean, he just took over. And it was awesome to watch. They're, they're nowhere in this game if he doesn't have that display in the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, that that pass he had to Willie in the paint to where it, he felt like a quarterback to where he looked at all of his receivers and then just did the like dump down pass to the running back, except 
Luca did all of that in the air. And <laughs> Luca doesn't, I wouldn't say he has the highest vertical in the league. Uh, I think that's safe to say. But yeah, he like jumped. It's looked not the at lowest, everyone. though. It's not the lowest. Jokic, Boban, there's a couple other guys. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Not the lowest. But he did this pass to Willie just right behind him. And Willie just was like kind of caught off guard and uh, then scored. But you you have to be ready for a pass at all times for Luca. Luca's passing. If somebody could just do a montage of Luca passing, I would just sit there and watch it all day. He had a pass last game um, against Denver, and he was in the middle of the paint. And he passed it to Maxi in the corner. Maxi missed the three, but there are sometimes you like you just shake your head at a Luca pass and say, "How like how did he see him?" Like there's not many there's not many plays in basketball to where somebody makes a pass and you say. How did you see them? Like, that's the thing. It's like some of the crazy passes, like, how did you pull it off? But you're like, all right, well, they're just like better than me at basketball. So that's yeah. how they pull the pass yeah. off. Sometimes I'm like, all right, we both have freaking eyeballs. How did you see him <laughs> in, in that play? So, and Luca has a couple of those here and there, and it just blows me away. But yeah, it's like he made a point there in the second quarter. He finished with 16 assists in this game. But I mean, he honestly, I mean, he could have had over 20 in this game if a few shots went down. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely in this game. I mean, Dorian was 2 of 5. Maxi was 1 of 4. Uh, Porzingis 3 of 7. Richardson 0 of 3. Like, if if those guys hit a couple more threes, all of a sudden, Luca has t- a 20-20 game, which would be incredible. Is there When's the last time we had a triple-double with a 2020? Oh, I mean, gosh. I don't man, know. Man, I have to go to StatHead or you know, Basketball Reference for that to look that up. But Luca, I mean, he was great. However, it comes down – if the they rise and fall with Luca, and at the end, he was rough in the, at the end of the game. He even admitted it himself. He said, I was the reason why we lost this game afterwards, which is, you know, pretty tough for him to say, but he's taken, you know, he's taken uh, responsibility. He's taken responsibility for it. The Mavericks did not score in the last, let's see, 313, Tim Hardaway Jr. hits a pull-up shot. That's the last time they scored. So the last three minutes of the game, basically, the Mavericks did not score. Really, but, really rough stretch. Luca went 0 of 3 with a turnover in that stretch, and uh, the Mavericks lost it there. But everything considered, like for the Mavericks in clutch this season, I'm not walking out of this pissed because we've wanted the Mavericks to improve in the clutch, and they have a lot this season. You just tweeted out, we just talked about on the pod the other day about Luca's clutch stats throughout, you know, the improvement this season compared to last season. They have improved in the clutch so far this season to where if they, to when they do have a moment like this, I mean, even Luca uh, was asked about it after the game, not the question in which he took the blame. Like Nick said, he did take it. He said, that's on me. I took terrible shots. I'll take this game. I'll put that on my shoulders type thing. It's like, all right, not that I'm putting that on Lucas, but Hey, you're a leader. I love hearing that from your leader. But somebody asked him too about, about those three minutes and no, no baskets in those three minutes. He said, Shots just didn't go in. You can't make them all. And it's like, that's the type of thing. Like, I don't even think a lot of those shots in the clutch were like super bad shots. There were a few turnovers here and there, but I mean, I'm thinking in my head, like there was a Luca floater there, like three feet from the basket. He just airballed it. He just missed it. And it's like, okay, well, some of these shots, they just didn't go in. So I'm not walking out of this saying, considering all the like positive clutch moments we've had this season so far and feels like they have improved in the clutch. I think this, I'm hoping that this is like a blip in the radar type of uh, clutch game for the Mavs. 
I didn't see a lot of fans frustrated or, or upset after this game. Like, obviously, the Mavericks have holes, and the Clippers kind of exposed some of those holes, and you kind of expect that, right? Because the Clippers are supposed to be this top two team in the West. They're supposed to be this elite juggernaut type team. They're still playing underneath their, you know, what, they, what they're capable of. And they did it in this game. They showed where they can do that in, in this game, I think. But they turned it on when they needed to. First quarter, their defense was smothering. And the Mavericks really, really struggled. Uh, a couple of Brunson, you know, clutch buckets in the first quarter had them even in the game in the first quarter. And then at yeah. the end, they, they turned their defense on at the end. And the Mavericks missed shots, like you said. And it didn't come down to just Luka for me. Um, there's a couple other places. And the Mavericks, if they just upgrade a couple of spots, like they're, they're a team to be reckoned with. Um, but they they can't. So I, I walk out of this game with more constructive criticism thoughts than I do just overall frustrated, pissed mm. off, like, oh, how this team, you know? Uh, I think there's just a couple of things that, that they can do. Uh, Patrick Beverly, by the way, out in this game. Serge Ibaka out in this game. So that's definitely notable for the Mavericks um, if they face the Clippers again. I think Patrick Beverly's going to be out for the next game against Clippers. We'll probably preview that game, but Ibaka may be back. It was just back tightness with Ibaka, so he may be back in the second game on Wednesday. If you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday, it'll be tomorrow. So I'd uh, almost rather see him than Zubats again. I mean, I, uh, I know Zubats only had – it felt like he had a, a better game, like, stats-wise, but he had 15 and 11. It felt like he had, you know, 22 and 16 in this game. Uh, well, he didn't it, even finish the game, though. That's the thing. They don't even need yeah. him. They just use him to, like, like, eat up buckets and rebounds and stuff. And that's somebody – that's a, a player that the Mavericks have – or Mavericks fans have wanted for a long time is somebody like that. Uh, yeah. Coming up, let's get into this game. There's a bunch of stuff. I mean, Kristaps Porzingis had a solid game, but does he need to get fed the ball more? What's going on with that? Uh, there's just like, uh, where do the Mavericks need to upgrade their roster? They went with a real playoff rotation in this game. They really were going for it. And so since they did that, let's go ahead and break it down. How did the Mavericks lose this game? Where do they go from here? Let's talk about all that coming up. But before we do, rockauto.com. Go there. Check out the parts available for your car or truck. I need to do some stuff with my car. I got a car sitting in the driveway. I haven't driven in a while. So I need to go to rockauto.com. Check out the make, the model, the year, all that stuff. You'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. And it'll be the parts that fit. That's a problem for me. I go and I'm like, oh, is this part, part going to fit? Oh, I have to go back. I have to measure something, write it down, all that. You know that it's a part made for your car. So go to rockauto.com. Their prices are always remarkably low. And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, the same rate all across the row, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the NBA, the NHL, whatever. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast with your host, your boy Q, and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So we talked about Luka Doncic. Let's talk about Porzingis. Porzingis, I thought, was really good in this game. In the first quarter, even, you could tell. You could tell that the Mavericks watched some of that game from the bubble. Not the not the playoff games, but the game in the bubble the Mavericks played against the Clippers where Zoo went 10 of 10 from the floor and had all those boards uh, because Christoph Porzingis was boxing out. He was taking it personal. When he was in the game, You know, I thought that the Mavericks rebounded really well. Um, 
22 points for him, seven boards. He was nine of 14 from the field, three of seven from three. He had a block, only one turnover. He was minus 18 for the game, which we can get into. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily all his fault, but that's kind of telling of what happened in this game. So, but Kristaps Porzingis on 14 shots. They got to get him the ball more when he's playing like this, right? Like when he's hitting shots like this, when he, and I think they tried a couple times, right? In the, in the clutch, they tried to get him that shot and it was a turnover uh, when he was posting up Lou Will. There's a couple other times they, they try to get him the ball, but when he's playing like this, and especially that play, oh man, what was it? When was it? Oh, fourth quarter, four minutes and 15 seconds, Lou Will, like, Chris Osborne gets the ball on like the right wing and crosses over Zubac and like pulls up for a jumper and hits it. When he's playing like that, you just have to feed this guy more. They have to figure out a way to get him the ball more. And I thought that was a big mistake that the Mavericks made in, in this game in a lot of different places. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know where exactly I land on it because I do think they should get him the ball more, but it kind of, so he answered a question on his Instagram the other day and it was on his Instagram story about somebody asked him about just the shots that he gets or if he should get the ball more in the post. And he answered in a way of like, Hey, I'm playing in a system. Like I I'm playing in, And you could take how that answer. I'm sure a lot of you listening to this saw that answer, saw the screenshot of that answer and read into it. However you wanted to read into it, but he is playing in a system. And we, I think there's there's two sides of this, and this was this is one of the joys of Twitter sometimes too, because it felt like you know two months ago you would get on Twitter and see you know tweet after tweet of fans saying, man, why is KP posting up? I don't want post ups. Don't give him the ball post up. And then bam, here we are today. Why aren't we getting KP the ball in the post? Like let's get you know KP post up. Let's get all this different stuff. So I. I think there should be a balance of it. And we've talked a lot of times like there's a huge difference between getting the ball, getting KP the ball 10 feet from the basket, you know, a, a, a long further outpost up compared to when he has somebody sealed. If KP has somebody sealed in the paint, I want him getting the ball. Like, and they for are sure. looking for him in those, in those they are. situations. Yeah. But the problem is, and this, what, this is what happened late in the game when Lou Williams stole the ball from him, he's got to keep the seal. Like when, when you are a big like that, you have to keep that, you have to keep the defenders sealed off. So when you are demanding that ball, you have to keep the seal until that ball comes to you. And if you don't, it does allow somebody to come up behind you, steal the ball, allows them to create space, you know, back up. If anybody played any type of organized basketball, when you're guarding a post guy, you know, the thing you want to do sometimes is back up a little bit. Let let the postman, like, he's feeling so much of his feel on the back. And, like, if you're posting up, you're feeling that defender. So back up, allow their space in between because then he doesn't know where you're at. Then you can come around and steal the ball. But as a big, you got to seal that defender. So I think sometimes KP, his lack of girth, I guess uh, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's harder for him to keep those guys sealed at times. So if he's got a defender sealed, give me a post up near the basket. If he's posting up 10 feet out and it's like, he, he's demanding the ball and saying, Hey, I don't know where it's go, what that looks like. And I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of that possession, but I mean, what, like, when did you think, or how do you think they should have gotten KP the ball more like coming off screens? Or are you talking about post ups or what are you talking about? They gotta, they gotta come up with some way, right? Like they do all this stuff for, uh, almost like what they do for Steph Curry, right? Like they run him all off, off, off all these off-ball screens just to get him in the right position. And 
like you have to run some kind of stuff for him outside of him handling the ball, right? The NBA is so set up and the Mavericks offense is so set up for what does the ball handler and the basket do, right? And then the other other players. But this has to be like the ball handlers do this has to kind of go back to like some of the 90s stuff and the early 2000s stuff where you have the ball handler is just like the playmaker, the setup guy, and then you have the actual like scorers doing other stuff, right? And coming out like the triangle kind of stuff, right? You come off yeah. of, uh, which is ironic because Porzingis played <laughs> played in that New York with when Phil Jackson was there, but they have to run some kind of stuff to get KP an advantage or to get him the ball in the spots that he wants it. And I don't think they run enough stuff like that, especially in games like this. Usually we're not calling for it because he's not playing this well, but since he's been playing well, and if he's playing a game like this where he has a mismatch and he can take advantage of this team then they need to do some stuff like that. Um, and I wouldn't say it's always the easiest thing in the world either. Because, it's hard. No, it is hard. Because if you're with a guy that size at 7'3", and you're, if, if you're in the camp of saying, all right, I don't want him to post up all the time. I don't want him just giving the ball every time feeding the post. And But you also realize that you don't want your 7'3 guy lumbering around screens all day either. You know, like, like he's not as quick as Steph. He's not as quick as some of the a Ray Allen, a JJ Reddick, some of these guys that make their living coming off ball screen. It's like, all right, well, he's seven three. There's a, he can only do that so officially so many times and do it in a way to where he's like quick enough to get it off. So you you do you working in the sweet spot of how can we get KP the ball at the and they do this at the elbow at you know where it's not a further out you know post up but it's it's not all you wish you could have all these seal you know ceiling posts but how can you get him around the basket to where it's not a post up to where he's shooting over defenders that's the key and they do that a lot they i mean they they pull it off they got to get some kind of play where he's getting screen for off ball on either wing and he's curling around that screen and going like you know, at the basket. He's going north-south at the basket. Like Those yeah. kind of plays, I feel like, especially in this game, he could have really taken advantage of. And I don't know if they just don't have that stuff built in. I'm not the greatest with X's and O's. Uh, I'm not Rick Carlisle, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think stuff like that is, is type of plays I'd like to see Porzing- they, them run for Porzingis, especially in a game like this, especially when like, so, like everyone else wasn't playing well, right? Like Brunson had his good first quarter. Tim Hardaway was shooting really well, and he was just – basically making everything. He had an 8-3 type Tim Hardaway Jr. game, and he didn't hit 8-3s, but you guys know what I mean when he, when I say that. Everybody else wasn't playing that well. Josh Richardson had a decent first quarter, but after that he really tailed off and couldn't get anything going. No one else had anything going at all the rest of the game. They just couldn't score any other way uh, besides a couple of spot-up shots here and there. So you have to create some offense there and create some more mismatches and take some of that pressure off Luka. That's why Porzingis is there. And one of the reasons why we think he – you know, Porzingis is frustrated. They're not running as much stuff for him. So uh, that's the stuff with, with Porzingis. It's it's complicated, but that's that's this is some of the growing pains of having two young stars, especially unique stars like Porzingis. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we've talked about. Um, yeah, he didn't talk in the post game media tonight he, after the game. Well, we should say he was set to right. He was scheduled yeah. to. They they even Mavs PR even mentioned that he was going to speak to the media and then. Last minute, he 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 didn't for whatever reason. Could it could be anything, right? Could be like extra, yeah. you know, training he had to do with the with the training staff. Could be something that he had to do besides that. Could be you know family emergency. Like who know, who knows what it could be, but yeah. uh, he did not speak to the media. So we, I was really interested to hear what he said about the touches and rhythm and all that kind of stuff that he normally talks about after the game. For sure. So you mentioned his plus minus, and I just want to ask you this: 
when you look at this box score and you look at the you look at the plus minus, Maxi minus twenty one, Porzingis minus eighteen, Josh Richardson minus twenty. You're like, okay, these are the starters. A lot of times you'll see the starters like kind of the same, whatever. Luka Doncic minus two. Do you? What do you take from that? If well, Dorian Finney-Smith minus two. The Mavericks got destroyed yeah. when Luka was off the floor. It's something we've been watching this whole season, right? And you see the difference between Por- what Porzingis' plus minus is and what Luka's is, right? They played a lot of minutes together too tonight. That exasperates it even more. So anything positive that Luka's crew or whatever was doing while Porzingis was on the floor was negated by what Porzingis' crew basically was doing when Luka was off the floor. Uh, it's something we've been watching the whole season, and th- they really didn't take advantage of it or or play well at all in that stretch. And so I think that was the, the big thing is that the Mavericks needed to play well, and they just need to be even when Luka's off the floor, and they're going to win a bunch of games. But they yeah. couldn't be in this game, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, they need a secondary creator. It's It'll help with the Porzingis stuff for sure. They need a vet. Like They just need a vet. Like, <laughs> If they had Kimba Walker this is the on this broken team, record. We've been I know saying, we do no, this coming Kyle, up. We, Kyle freaking Lowry. That's coming what we, up. Wanted. <laughs> we do this so many times. So let's talk about what the Mavs need. Right. This is a game where their flaws are exposed. So trade deadlines coming up. We might as well get into it. What do the Mavs need? Where do they need to upgrade the most? We'll get into that and talk about all that coming up. But before we do, BetOnline.ag fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So much stuff all the time. On betonline.ag, the Knicks and Nets had a game today, and it was uh, Nets were favored minus eight and a half. The Knicks covered that, almost won that game outright. That was kind of a down to the wire game that you didn't really expect. You expected the Nets to just run away with that. The Jazz, four and a half point favor over the Celtics. That is not enough points for me. (laughs) Unless somebody's injured that I don't realize, that, uh, that team needs to be favored by a little bit more. Thunder. Five-point underdog against the Bulls. Give me the Thunder in that game. The Thunder play teams that don't expect them to play well. You know, like that. Uh, give me that. Give me those points, too. So there's a couple of games up for betonline.ag. Sign up. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Go check it out. All kinds of sports. Obviously, the tournament, you know, NCAA, all that stuff. They have that. They have futures and all that kind of stuff for, for the NCAA. Odds to win, Gonzaga is the odds-on favorite, then Illinois. Baylor, if you're into Waco, plus 600 odds for them to win the tournament outright. If you're into that, you're uh, into Michigan, Waco. Houston, Iowa, if you're a Waco. Uh, Alabama is plus 1,800 that I that I uh, chagrined last week about, about Alabama. <laughs> the other day about Alabama making it as a two-seed. Uh, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, betonline.ag. Also, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. They have a bracket challenge going right now. Cool stuff from them. They also have a a million-dollar giveaway. Go to BuiltBar.com. Check out this million-dollar giveaway. Uh, Because I could use a million dollars. Could you use a million? We're trying to buy a house, and so that would would definitely help with that. (laughs) That would help, yes. Would would we still continue the pod if one of us won a million? Dude, a million dollars today is not that's that's not like me quit my job money, right? <laughs> well, it depends on what you do, what you how you want to live. How well, how are you living off a million to quitting your job of a million dollars? You can't retire with a million dollars anymore. Uh the the matchup for the Bill Bar bracket today. Mint brownie, toffee almond. Get out of here, toffee almond. Who likes toffee? Get out of here. Well, it won its first round matchup against Banana Nut Bread, which was a big upset. A lot of 
locked on hosts are upset about. But Mitt Brownie is going all the way. The the real matchup in this is the final four matchup between Coconut Brownie Chunk and Mitt Brownie, right? Like mm, those yeah. are the two they're gonna gonna meet head to head. That should be the final, but it's not because of the way the bracket worked out. So go vote on that. Bet online or not <laughs> builtbar.com. My brain is broken from all these ads. <laughs> builtbar.com, bet on that. Uh, if you want to, I'm sure Bet Online has uh, odds for that bracket. If you want to go check that out, <laughs> use the promo code LOCK15, get 50% off your next order. Uh, BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein. We should say that it's a protein bar. It's the best protein bar we've ever had. Go check that out and uh, eat some of those. They're good. Increasing your basketball IQ starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, NBA NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunkdown Podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you the most in-depth scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So we talked about some of the ways the Mavericks lost this game, but what kind of moves they need to make what do the Mavericks need to upgrade on it's kind of obvious right like we've talked about it all the time we've talked about it last summer we talked about it off season we talked about it after the you know the bubble they need a backup center that's better than Willie Colley Stein right yeah but that's that's down the priority down the down the down the lane right that's you know but it just that sticks out to me uh, even though Willie Colley-Stein had a decent stretch there, like that that little fast break give and go to Luca, that was awesome. Uh, a couple other plays he had were, were pretty good. But uh, he played 16 minutes, and there were plus eight in the minutes he played, but that was the, in the, the Luca stretch. And they need a better secondary creator. They, they just need that guy so bad. Like Jalen Brunson has played well. He's not that guy, right? Like he's a really good backup guard, but he's not your secondary creator, your Kemba, your Lowry. It doesn't even have to be an all-star guy like that. Um, they just need somebody to create a shot that's not Luca, and they don't have any anyone else on this roster that does that. No one. Yeah, I mean, th- this has been like our corner. We've been on, you know, both of us for a while. This is this leads into the, you know, why we were never like, hey, let's go get Andre Drummond so bad because, and that's just the big spot on this team. It's just down the priority list and. So yeah, I think it's a it's a combination thing of if you if you could get a solid secondary creator, heck yeah. I mean, that's been the number one thing I've I've been wanting on this team since before the season even started like yeah, for a years. while. <laughs> and you know, but also I th- I think when you look at the starting unit, this is no shot at Dorian at all, but like if there's one position or one spot in the starting unit that you would theoretically upgrade, it would be the Dorian spot. And to where if that that spot would is the same type of position or same type of player as far as like that size primary defender but a better three-point shooter maybe can create a little bit on their own and stuff so like that's the that's the spot if you're picking a spot that spot more than maxi spot in my opinion uh, because i i'm st- i'm such a firm believer that maxi is a winning playoff type of player that 100 you, you have in the starting unit plays a defense hits the threes all every bit of that but yeah, I mean, the secondary creator spot. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. And to allow Luca the chance that there's a reason why we freak out sometimes when Luca gets a catch and shoot shot on the wing. Because we're like, 
Yes, please. I would love to see Luca <laughs> off ball uh, just a little Which bit more. He's actually really not good at. He's he's not statistically hit his catch and shoot shots at all. When he would gets you be them. good at him if you got one ever thirty say, games? Maybe he's I mean, so surprised when he gets them that he just doesn't. <laughs> so the Dorian spot was going to be my next point. Is that they need to upgrade the Dorian spot? Uh, it's something that w- we love Dorian. We defend him probably too much because we love the progression we've seen of his career from the beginning all the way until you know last year. He was a solid three-point shooter. We never expected that. We hoped for it, but we never expected it. And then he's had stretches where he's a good three-point shooter this season. But And even in this game, 40%. Everyone, I saw a lot of tweets complaining about Dorian Finney-Smith missing wide-open shots, but... Uh, he hit 40% of his threes tonight, so that's a good percentage by by and large. But if they could upgrade that spot, if they can get a be- and it has to be a better defender because that's the real weakness of this team is defense. They had, you know, their offense it, it stalled in the clutch, but their uh, <laughs> their defense a 121 defensive rating according mm. to Cleaning the Glass. So that defense still awful uh, again for, for you know against the Clippers. If they can upgrade that spot with a better defender and a better shooter, just a better three and D guy overall, then I think this team is you know leaps and bounds better. I think that's really the, the big weakness there because all of a sudden you move Dorian to the to the bench, you can take Maxi then and make him the backup five, essentially because Dorian then becomes the backup four, and then you can you can run some of some of that kind of stuff, and then you have that you know three four hybrid that you upgraded on Dorian Finney Smith with to take those kind of minutes. And play a little bit of Maxi's minutes is as well, you know, with the starters. So I think that's the real big spot. If if they could use some assets, if they have any, <laughs> we've been digging for assets and trying to find them. But if they're gonna make a move this year, and I don't think they're gonna go all in. I don't think they should go all in this year. For you know, for what this team is, I don't think this is the season to go all in and like blow a bunch of assets that they have, like some of these young guys and future firsts and all that. I don't think this is the season to do that. But if they're going to. It's that spot I'd hope that they would upgrade. Yeah, but the problem is everyone's looking for those type of guys. I mean, Everyone. every single team wants a a starter caliber 3 and D type of guy, and that can create a little bit, put the ball on the floor. Uh, but like going back to the secondary creator spot, though, I mean, Kyle Lowry is the guy that I would go all in. I, I, I can hear that, locked on Raptors host Sean Woodley's tears from here. He's he doesn't want to let go of Kyle Lowry. He thinks that they're not going to trade him, and he's holding on to that stance that they're just not going to trade him, and he would die if they did. I think. I know every <laughs> I know any trade column whatever about Lowry connecting to Philly or you know all these other teams. If we can get him freaking to Dallas, he just he checks off everything. He's, he's the just, he would be the Chris Paul, right? Like this, the way Chris Paul is to the Suns, Kyle Lowry would be for the Mavs. All that. Yes. If you're telling me we would have a starting four of uh, you, you have your big three of Luca, Lowry, and you know, in KP, and then you'd have that fourth guy in, in Maxi. It's like, all right, well, then they'll insert whoever the next guy is, it, you know, whoever the fifth guy you want to roll with. That it's just it's hard to get guys like Kyle. I mean, he he would be the vet. He has the title experience. He would give you defense, a secondary creator. He can shoot the ball, like everything about it. So, I mean, the real question is, did Kawhi just play against his future team tonight? (laughs) I sure hope so. Dang, he was good down the stretch. We haven't talked too much about that. This game though, about the inconsistent stuff. Yeah. And he saw he saw a pretty good Luca game and a pretty good Luca display of like, hey, I can take over, I can take over too, right? Like, I'm not just dependent on my jump shot. The league really wouldn't know what to do if Kawhi and Luca 
<laughs> they would be like fire and ice, right? Like they're just they're so different. <laughs> Kawhi would just be was... looking at him all the time and all of all of Luca's goofiness. Can you imagine Kawhi doing a post game <laughs> thing and Luca coming over and doing his thing he did to Jay Rich and everything? See, uh, secretly though, I think Kawhi would love it because he wants that attention, right? We've heard his stuff about I want to be a bigger star and all that, and all that, but he just doesn't have the personality for it. His, he just doesn't stand out with anything he does besides his play, right? But yeah. maybe it's kind of the fun stuff with Luca. He gets in some more gifts, then maybe all of a sudden he's, you know, I don't know. It's a pipe dream, obviously, but it's a semi-realistic. It's not like they have to trade for somebody. Another team has to agree to it. It just Luke. He would have to just you know, straight up sign. They have the cap space for it. So, yeah. But like you said, we didn't talk about it. I mean, he was just incredible in this. He was so good. That dunk against Porzingis. Oh, oh, that's why KP didn't talk. Uh, (laughs) He's getting some ice for that burn. The, the rebound that he had over Tim to where he just snatched it with his claws and just like, uh, give me that board. Then went back up and won. He was just incredible. I mean, Kawhi was Kawhi down the stretch, and Paul George was Paul George. He hit the Paul George hit the dagger three. But other than that, I thought he was yeah. Because there's no pressure on him. Well, there's no pressure. He usually does really well. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why he hit the three because there's no pressure there. Five of eighteen on the on the on the night. That's uh, that's not great. Plus five. He was only a plus five. And we went this whole podcast. Would not even say. We're not even saying this. The Mavericks attempted five free throws. I know we should have talked about this at the very beginning. The Mavericks free throw rate. You ready for this? The Mavericks free throw rate, which is free throw attempts divided by field goal attempts. So the rate at which you're taking shots and then attempting free throws, six point three percent. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to anybody really. <laughs> According to Basketball Reference, Stathead, the worst free throw rate of any game this season for any any single team. The worst one. No team this season has attempted less free throws with as many field goal attempts. That's not good. They shot 80% from the line, though. <laughs> what, what they go like four or five? Four or five. Literally, I want to know. I want to know how many times in history that only two players have attempted free throws for a team. Because oh, Luca attempted four and Porzingis one. And the one that KP got was the was the technical <laughs> from Tyloo. It wasn't even a. F- oh, that's <sighs> hilarious! I forgot about that. There, there was some screwy ref stuff in this game for sure. Just some weird, like, what is going on? Kick ball didn't get called, and then all of a sudden, an off the kick ball that wasn't called. Marcus Morris is running like a cartoon character trying to go for a dunk. His legs mm-hmm. were moving so fast underneath him. He, I, I didn't. I call, It's not a gather step for Marcus Morris. It was a gallop step, is what it was. It was yeah. like a gallop gather. Uh, for him, man, that was that was a weird thing. Just some weird stuff overall. That, that one out of bounds play, it should have been out of bounds. Oh there, yeah, there was all kinds of weird stuff in this game. But the Mavericks still, I, I think they like honestly lost it. Right, like, wasn't wasn't just yeah. because of the refs that they lost this game. But uh, round yeah. two coming up in two days. Mavericks yeah, we'll see what practice. kind of justice. Yeah, Mavericks going to practice on Tuesday. Uh, have a little media session uh, after lunchtime, and then on. Wednesday, almost said Thursday. On Wednesday, they'll have round two. Clippers in Dallas again. Uh, I'll actually be at that game, so get to see these guys. Um, I want to say up close, but I guess not up close because I'll be in the media. But 
Oh, well. You'll get to see them uh, up. Maybe not close. <laughs> I'll see them in person. And if you're at the game, holler at me. Uh, like the last game I was at, and we had a listener knock on the plexiglass next to me. <laughs> Shout hey, out. I know you from Locked On. So. Shout, Shout out. out. Uh, looks like the Warriors are going to get destroyed by the Lakers, so the Mavericks will keep the eighth spot, which is good. So that's standings watch for you. But Warriors, I guess, can make a miraculous comeback and change that. But Mavericks, keep that spot. Play the Clippers again. This is another big game. Big test. This is The Mavericks are in a big test stretch right now. And C.J. McCollum looks like he's coming back for that Blazer series. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Guys, stick with us. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Pass a little behind Zubots and he lost it. Carly Stein picked it up. Oh. He went to Luca, who went back to him for the finish at the basket. I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of people that could see the opening that Luca found Carly Stein that time. I, Magic Johnson, maybe.